fish swam out of the ocean and grew legs and they started walking and the apes climbed down from the trees and grew tall and they started talking welcome everyone thanks for tuning in my name is phil and this is fun with crypto episode three in, uh, in this episode, we're going to discuss securing your crypto um, because there are different levels of security that we are comfortable with, but we also have to understand that um, if we are choosing a specific path to secure our crypto, whether it's online on an exchange, uh, which is, I'd say, one of the least secure methods, or um, if you're securing it on a, in a software wallet on your PC, or if you are using also a software wallet on your PC, but in conjunction with a hardware wallet, like a Trezor or, um, or a Nano Ledger, for example. All right, let's get started. So we've got all types of people in the crypto space with all different kinds of backgrounds. Not everybody is necessarily very technical. So we're all gonna have varying capabilities in um, how we secure our crypto and, and our understanding of how we're securing our crypto. This podcast is definitely not geared towards, you know, a cypherpunk or somebody who's extremely technical. They already know how they're securing their crypto and they already, and if they don't know, then they know how to find the resources in order to make sure that their crypto is secure or as secure as it can possibly be. Um, it's going to be really geared towards the beginner because I, I can say that when I first started, I really had no idea um, what I was doing and I really just left everything on exchanges because it's it was the easiest thing to do and don't get me wrong you know you read post after post and article after article about how at the very least you should have a separate computer that only contains the wallet that you're using or wallets and that um, that's where you would store your crypto that that would be at the very least but let's be honest most people don't have multiple computers that you know they can use for different uses you know most people have you know maybe one computer um, and they're using their phone or a tablet as well so um, th this is really if if you do have to just use one computer and you do intend on installing a wallet at the very least uh, you should be scanning your computer with um, an antivirus that's up to date be prior to installing the the crypto wallet and I think that that's something that anybody can do. So that's definitely a, a recommendation. Now, um, there's a lot there's a lot of people that aren't comfortable with with having the uh, the wallet installed on their computer, and they feel more comfortable with with using an online exchange. Um, so, what people have to understand about exchanges is that they dis they can disappear. Um, I mean, it's it's happened in the past. And or even worse, they, they get hacked and you may end up losing all your funds. Um, some exchanges are able to handle hackings better than others. Uh, Binance was able to stop a couple of hacks. So Binance is considered fairly safe, but I, I don't actually keep any of my coins on an exchange anymore. All of them are, are in wallets. So um, I, I know that there's Coinbase, which is extremely popular and Gemini, those are two exchanges that I would possibly trust the most, um, at least out of the U.S., to uh, to keep some cryptocurrency. But again, 
um, I, I, I always strongly suggest that you find out how to use a hardware wallet. I personally use a Trezor. I think it's incredible. I love the uh, the interface is really easy to use and I, I just you know I love the small footprint and there was really for me anyways, there was no learning curve with it. They you could really see that they thought of the user experience. So that that's what I use. But like I said, um, if you're going to use an exchange, those are probably the two exchanges um, that, that are okay to store on. Um, but the thing is, is that those two exchanges are not going to give you access to all the tokens that are out there. And to be honest, you it doesn't matter. I, I've signed up to over 20 exchanges and you still can't get access to every single to every single token and coin. And again, that may not even be what you're, you know, what you're looking to do. You may just be looking to accumulate, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the coins that are in the top 10, or you just want to stick with what you hear most about in the media, which is Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and Bitcoin Cash. So if you just want to stick to the things that you hear about the most, then chances are Coinbase or Gemini are, are going to, are going to do it for you and you won't need to delve any further. But if you do find yourself going down the uh, the shitcoin rabbit hole, um, well, then you're going to end up signing up to Binance and you're going to sign up to Bittrex and you're going to sign up to KuCoin and Coinbean and Cobbinhood and there's there's so many of them out there and you just, you gotta, you really, you really gotta be careful. Um, I, I personally don't do any uh, KYC, which is know your customer. Um, that's what that stands for. Um, I, I don't do any of that on, on any of those exchanges because I, I just have no idea where that information is going. I, again, that it has to do with your personal preference and how much of your personal information you're willing to give out. There are some people who really have no problem giving out their personal information and that's okay, I guess, if that's how you feel, but just don't be surprised if it ends up getting used for nefarious activities. Otherwise, you just you'll probably stay away from some of those processes um another thing is that you got to be careful which i don't know if any of these exchanges list this but i've been had like this where you go and transfer bitcoin onto one of these exchanges buy a token and then try to transfer it off and what they do is is that they give you a a minimum amount and, and this is actually pretty smart it's not a m minimum amount of the token that you purchased so they'll let you send any amount of bitcoin to the platform but then when you try to pull it off you need to have a minimum btc value so that's something to be aware of as well when dealing with exchanges and another reason why i don't like to store coins on exchanges and rather just take the time to educate myself about getting a hardware wallet or having a software wallet on a computer that doesn't get used every day for, you know, day-to-day -day activities. So there's a saying in crypto, which is, if you don't have your private keys, then you don't own your wallet. And that's very, very important to remember. And exchanges, you will never have a private key. So you, although the, yes, it's your account, you're logging in, it's not actually yours 100%. So again, an, another reason why not to store funds on exchanges.
at least not in the long run, okay? There's nothing wrong with doing it short term because of course, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're gonna be buying your coins or tokens somewhere. And actually, I just wanted to touch back on a comment. I, I, use, I, I use the term shitcoin and it, it's, it's really, for me, it's an endearing, it, it's an endearing term. I mean, the, the real, I guess the real term is altcoins. And um, I, I just find it fun to use. Um, I do believe, like I said in my first episode, I do believe that there is plenty of room for a token economy, um, but I just don't see the tokens of today that exist today. I don't believe that any of those technologies will supplant what Bitcoin, what Bitcoin has created. So I, I believe that there's space for a token economy and that they're going to work in a, in a separate space and provide different value for the fields that can actually use it, where they actually disrupt and make something better. But I just don't really see any of them beating BTC. But I just wanted to make that point about, about shitcoins because I'm sure, you know, eventually somebody's going to get upset that I'm calling them that and, you know, singling out exchange names. And of course, you know, people just get offended by everything. So I just wanted to make that clear. I, I don't use it in a, in, a negative, in a negative connotation. I consider it an endearing term. So sorry if I pissed you off. I am going to be posting... Uh, some links in the um, in my feed burner page uh, that you can go check, like for a Trezor or uh, a Nano Ledger and uh, some other some other links that have to do with uh, with securing your Bitcoin. Those will be in the uh, in the show notes. Oh yeah, and I can't believe I forgot this, but anytime you're dealing with any type of exchange, um, you absolutely, at the very least, on an exchange, have to enable 2FA. Okay, now there's different types of 2FA authentication. There's the type where they send you an SMS message. I strongly, strongly suggest against that. Okay, it'll be easier, but you're giving up a lot of security and you're sending out, uh, you're getting a message in plain text, which is not encrypted. Um, as opposed to if you use something like, um, uh, let's see here, there's Authy and uh, there's the Google Authenticator, okay, which is a time-based token that is specific to your phone. Um, I would definitely strongly suggest using that for, uh, for 2FA authentication. Um, and even if you're not gonna keep your money on an exchange, you should definitely have that enabled for every single product that you use um, online that's in respect to cryptocurrency. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for tuning into the Fun with Crypto podcast. Catch you all next time.